What is up, Sports Sharing fam? Welcome back to episode 15 of the Sports Sharing Podcast. In this episode, I talk with 6'6 guard from Rancho Christian High School named Rumel Lloyd. Rumel is an absolute beast of a player, and we talk about his recent transfer to Rancho Christian High School, how his commitment process has been like the past couple of months, and even what it was like talking to college coaches for the very first time. This is an episode brought to you by Hoopscene, and you definitely want to subscribe and download the Sports Sharing Podcast because you do not want to miss more episodes from us. Now go enjoy this episode. Hey, Ramel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Let's jump right into it. Players in the class of 2022 were recently allowed to get calls from college coaches. Did you get a call? Uh, I got about 20-plus calls from uh, a lot of different schools. Definitely blessed for that to be the case. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so did you did you stay up for it? Because it started at 12 o'clock a couple of days ago. Did you stay up? Well, I kind of go to sleep a little late anyway, so I was already up. I only got about two calls or so like at 12, but I, it kind of picked up in the morning. So did you ever see yourself in this position talking to college coaches and getting offers from some of the top schools growing up? Well, you know, I, I've kind of grown up in a basketball family. My father played at Syracuse and Long Beach State and became a pro after that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's always been it's always been something I looked forward to, and I definitely knew I had the potential at a young age to be one of these guys, so definitely. So what about other sports? Was it always basketball, or did you have a different sport in your in your eyes that you saw playing? It's definitely always been basketball for me. Uh, like I said, I grew up uh, around with my dad playing and I just kind of I, was, I just grew up in it so I started pretty early at five with rec league and things like that and I haven't stopped since then and did you have a player that you really looked up to uh, for me it's LeBron James yeah. I'm a big LeBron fan so that's definitely my guy right there so do you think even with this last dance coming out with Michael Jordan and this new Michael Jordan versus LeBron craze do, who do you think's better LeBron or MJ for me, I'm a guy that goes by generations, uh, like different time periods. So yeah. I feel like in Michael's time, he was the best. In LeBron's time, he was the best. In yeah. Kareem's time, he was the best. So there, because the game was so different uh, at each different time. So, with LeBron being your favorite player, do you try to model your game after him or maybe any other player? Right. Well, LeBron, I don't think any, I don't think anyone should really try to model their game after his his God given ability is yeah. different than anybody else in the world. But you know, you see things from everybody. You try to take little things. So I don't modern, um, um, <laughs> I don't uh, have my game like after anybody necessarily. But mm-hmm. I kind of take things from different guys here and there. So were you, were you always a guard growing up, or did did you play a different position? Yes, I've always been a guard. You know, I played up for a long time as a younger kid, yeah. and I wasn't always the biggest person out there. So I definitely started off playing guard, and as I just got bigger, I just stuck with it, and I'm now a bigger, you know, six six guard. Yeah. So. And besides these players like LeBron James, like you said, did what about your family? And you said your dad played for Syracuse, and what kind of role did they have in your life? Oh, uh, my family is everything to me. You know, uh, I'm a big family oriented guy. Uh, I'm really close to my pops, my moms, everybody is is involved in the process. So definitely, definitely uh, very family oriented. So with your dad playing college sports as well, how how does he and your family really influence your athletic goals? 
Well, for me, my decision is for when it term in terms of college and athletic goals and things like that is is they're all a part of it. Mm-hmm. So my dad have been going through it already. He's just a big part in helping in helping guide me in this journey. And do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have I have two older sisters. One played one played four years of varsity at Long Beach Poly, uh, one of the best schools in the country. Oh and wow! And the other one, the other one played track for a while, but that's really it. So, were you competitive with your sisters growing up at all? <laughs> oh yes, definitely. The one that played basketball used to beat me up all the time. You know, she's about three three and a half years older than me. So when it, when it was like I was like eight, she was like eleven. She would definitely beat up on me a little bit. <laughs> So getting on to high school, you go to, or should I say, you went to Woodland Hills Taft High School in California Correct. playing guard, and now you're transferring to Rancho Christian. Well, why did you transfer? Uh, for me, uh, I, 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 I used to stay in the Valley where Taft was, but now I'm moving. Mm-hmm. So Rancho Christian is in the area where I'm moving to, and it's also a really great school, and I, I, I'm looking forward to playing for Coach Ray Bearfield as well. He's a great guy and a great coach, so... So what really sparked your interest in playing there? You know, they're, they've become a national program over the past couple of years. I definitely want to get on the national schedule mm-hmm. and compete for a state championship. So that, that's, that was a big part of it as well. And, as, of course, Rancho Christian is a great school, and top player Evan Mobley just graduated and is going to USC. What what are your goals at Rancho Christian after coming to a school with a top guy heading to college? My goals, I, honestly, the type of person I am, I want it all. Like, if I anything I can get, I want. I want a state championship, Gatorade Player of the Year, California State Player of the Year, anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be uh, Max Preps All-American, everything I can get. <laughs> you said there's the coach there who you're excited to work with, but is. Besides him, is there any player that you're most excited to play with? Well, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to have some more transfers coming in soon. Yeah. But I'm very familiar with the uh, with, uh, senior point guard, Jaden Byers. We used to play AU together back uh, like two years ago. So, so yeah. I'm definitely uh, happy that we're going to come back and play together again. So did he maybe – was he like, oh, you should come down here, bro. It's, it's really nice. We can, we can win a state championship. Did, did he influence you at all to go there? <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to say he influenced me, but, like, once he kind of heard that I was in the process of coming, you know, we talked a little bit, and uh, definitely, definitely was fun, you know, just kind of getting with him early and, you know, trying to build that relationship again uh, to play together, to play together. So what was his reaction and all the players to you coming to the school? Oh, uh, they welcomed me. (laughs) You know, I got a couple (laughs) guys hitting me up already from this team, and uh, we just kind of started getting a relationship going. Before your transfer, let's talk about Woodland Hills. You, your your coach Derek Taylor has coached many elite players in his life, including Spencer Dinwiddie and Kahi Clark at Virginia. But how how did he or any other coach or staff member help you grow as a player? Oh, uh, DT, that's that's my guy right there. You know, I love DT. He he helped me with so many things this year. He really uh, boosted my play for sure. You know, he just he just um, put me in his. Uh, like his back seat, just like he had Spencer Dinwiddie, Jordan Farmer, yeah. and he kind of just um, held me to that standard as those type of guys, and really pushed me and stri- made me strive to be like that. Is there any player at Woodland that you're gonna miss playing with, or that you wish you can still play with? Oh man, <laughs> if I could, if I could go back and play at Taft, I would. You know, it'd be great. I love those guys. You know, I feel like it'd have been a really fun year. The whole team, I was cool. With, you know, we yeah. had a, we had a great relationship and bond. So. 
I mean, I, I love the school, you know, I, everything about it was great for me. Just, I, I just moved. So uh, definitely we're going to play with the whole team. So did you guys have any records or achievements or did you guys win state or district at all? We won our, we, uh, we won our league. We, we also uh, were placed in open division for C-section playoffs. So we had a couple of different things. We um, we got second place in a couple of tournaments. We won one, so we did. We had a, we had a pretty good year. And you are ranked number fifty-one on ESPN's twenty twenty-two rankings. Do you like your ranking, or do you think you should be a little bit lower? Um, it's humbling to be uh, known and mentioned as one yeah. of the top guys in the country, of course. But um, having my competitive nature and spirit, I I always want to be the best, and I feel like I am the best. So. Uh, definitely striving to be the best guard in the country as soon as possible. So what are your plans to really move up the ranking? How how do you plan to do so? I'm going to just keep doing what I've been doing. You know, I've just been in the gym, uh, staying humble, staying, you know, in the lab, just keep working, and uh, eventually I know what happened with my talent and God-given ability. And coming from your perspective at number 51 on ESPN's list, what do you really think about rankings? Because it seems to me like players like John Morant and Damian Lillard have really made it far into the league without getting ranked really, really high. Well, that's that's just a show you always have to keep working no matter what. You know, those guys have ridiculous uh, work ethics, and that's why they are who they are today, you know, um, in terms of rankings, I feel like it's early, of course, in people's mm-hmm. lives and careers, and it's it's really it's really honestly it's it's people's opinions, but it's 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 good and, it's good and it's bad. You know, I feel like if you're not ranked, you shouldn't be down, and you should keep going and keep working hard. But if you are, you should also stay humble and just you know keep working as well. So either way, I feel like you can always uh, yeah. go big and do do what you need to do. And I'm curious, does does being ranked on like such a high level, especially on the ESPN rankings, does it really help with your recruitment status and really get colleges to look at you? Uh, I would say that, you know, um, a lot of coaches look at those things mm-hmm. to, you know, get you on the, but if all it takes, all it takes is for you to have one crazy game or a good game in front of the right people and you're there, you know, so, but the rankings definitely help. Just, just because you're already on the radar because they're going to look at the list yeah. and they're going to have your name and all your school and your information down. But um, it just takes one It takes one person to see you, and you, you'll be there. You said it takes one person to see you and that only pretty much one game could get you on the list. But w- right. was it a surprise to you when you got on there, or was it after maybe one game, like you said? Well, for me, I've been on the national stage for, since I was uh, fifth, fourth grade. Um, I've been on the radar in terms of, you know, nationally ranked mm-hmm. since since then. So, um, I, for me, I wasn't necessarily surprised because I know I've, I've played in, you know, big events and I've, and I've been on the radar for a long time now. So, I definitely wasn't surprised when I was uh, put on the rankings. So, when did you really get your first offer? Because you said you've been on the national level pretty much since fourth or fifth grade. Right. My first offer was in the seventh grade, uh, UNLV offered me. What was your reaction? It was crazy because, like <laughs> I just said, it all takes one time for them to see you. And I, I was at a high school camp uh, in L.A. and I was playing, you know, older guys. But I was, you know, I was playing well. I had a good showing and mm-hmm. I got home and my dad just told me that I got a college offer. And it was, you know, it was really exciting. 
I didn't expect it at all. Like I had no idea that yeah. that, that, would, that that would even be possible. So it definitely was a, a great experience. So after that, when did like the floodgates really start to open up and big colleges started to really contact you? Uh, you know, it kind of at first it was gradually. You know, I got like two the next year, and then like mm-hmm. three the next year, and this year I really have blown up. You know, uh, I got about six offers right before the contact period opened, and then now I have six more after it. So I'm at wow. 20 offers now. So I've really, I've really uh, strived in the recruiting process for sure. So which schools have offered you a scholarship? Right now, well, today I just got Arizona. Recently, I have gotten Baylor, Illinois, Oklahoma State, Kansas. Um, it's, it's a long list. Uh, I have a lot. Uh, Washington just recently offered. So it's just definitely a long list. I don't know if I can say all of it right now. Yeah. And sc- there's obviously some schools that have contacted you with this new thing where the college coaches can finally contact the players in the class of 2022. But is there any teams that are interested in you that haven't offered yet? Yeah, there's a few, you know, um, I've been in contact with UCLA a lot, Oregon, Gonzaga. Um, those are a few schools that haven't offered yet that I've been in heavy contact and then showed every heavy interest in my in my uh, in me. So with all these schools that have maybe offered you and that are interested in you right now, but do you think they all are on the same level of basis for you to commit to them? Do you think they all have the same amount of chance or are you open to all of them? Yeah, I'm open to anything. You know, I, I mm-hmm. any coach that texts me or him uh, calls me, I'm always open to listening because you never know what could happen or you never know what your situation will be when the time is when the time comes to uh, pick a school. Sports scenario will be right back after this message. It is bounce back season at Hoopscene, and the 2020 schedule is here. Go to hoopscene.com/events for our Phase One schedule release. Space is limited, and these events will fill up fast. Connections matter more than ever in 2020, and our Hoopscene platform is second to none. Be sure to follow Hoopscene on Twitter for real-time updates. Now back to the episode. So during this pandemic, how, how have you handled recruiting? Well, it's, it's actually given me more time on my hands, to be honest, because... Yeah. It, think about it if we were if we were been in oh well school would have ended already huh okay well <laughs> um, i've handled it i just i just get you know answering my calls and the text you know it's for me it's, it's a fun it's a fun time mm-hmm. you know being being blessed enough to have coaches call you and be interested in your talents is always a blessing so uh, i'm enjoying it def- i'm definitely enjoying it for sure so how have you been in contact with these coaches have you had a couple zoom calls at all I've been on maybe two or three Zoom calls. I know I was on a Zoom call with Rutgers and then recently Louisville. Uh-huh. That's that's it, though. Um, the rest have just been calls and text messages, things like that. So what is the Zoom style of recruiting like? Well, the Zoom I had with Louisville, they basically gave me a tour of the campus. And, you know, they, they get, uh, schooled me on some facts about the school yeah. in general. Uh, Rutgers, uh, I was just, I just, coach, coach, uh-huh. uh, coach Matt Macon wanted to have a face-to-face conversation with me, so we kind of got on the Zoom call real quick and just uh, yeah. had a, like a little FaceTime, but that's really it. Having a visit with Louisville, what is it like taking a Zoom-style visit? I mean, what was that visit like? Do they actually take you around the school and show you around on their phone, or do they just tell you about the school? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Louisville was very in depth with their uh, with their virtual visit. You know, uh, it's a definitely obviously a high level program, so yeah, they definitely had an in depth showing of their uh, campus and things like that. So prior to this pandemic, did you take any visits, official or unofficial? I've taken an unofficial to Arizona. Uh, I've been to San Diego State, Arizona State, and I've obviously been to UCLA and USC multiple times because I've been I'm from LA. So mm-hmm. uh, that's really it, though. Nothing else besides that. So, do you plan on taking any visits after this pandemic is all over? Yes, definitely. I plan on taking um, all pretty much all my officials if I can. Um, I'm like I said, I'm open to all pretty much all schools, and uh, I definitely want to you know go down the list and see what I'm really interested in. So with the schools that you have visited to, such as Louisville on the Zoom style, uh, the Zoom style visit, what what did you think of the visit, and what really stood out to you? Uh, it was great. The visit, you know, the the you know the campus was obviously beautiful, everything like that. What stood out to me, uh, I mean, nothing really stood out because I mean, I already I already pretty much knew how uh, high level Louisville was as a school. So I pretty much expected it to be as it was, you know, but uh, I guess I could say in terms of their their uh, marketing with the school, in terms of money and stuff they make, that was uh, really huge when I seen like the city and how yeah. much they really invest in Louisville basketball. You're a young guy and you're only in the class of 2022, so you're most definitely probably going to go through your recruitment process for a little while now, but... Are there any schools that are standing out to you right now? Every school that has recruited me and shown interest at, at this stage have stood out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's early in the process, and I feel like if a school has been invested in me this early, they definitely um, are standing out for sure. With the academic side of college and high school, is it hard trying to balance basketball and academics at the same time? And do you think academics will have a big part in maybe your co- commitment decision um in terms of high school and things like that it it can be difficult at times to maintain but you know you your coach you have to you have to be open to uh Mm -hmm. getting help and and just really be open to uh trying and working hard at at it so yeah so do you have any idea what classes you want to take at college no, I actually don't. I do know I probably, if I, my major, I would want to do something involved with business and uh, mm-hmm. money management. For one of my last college questions, I like to ask most of my people this question, but what do you want colleges to know about you? Um, I just want colleges to know that I'm a fierce competitor. I'm a great guy, often on the court. Um, uh, I, I get after it every day, and that's that's basically it. And as of 2021, college athletes can profit off their name in college sports. Do you plan on taking advantage of this new addition, or have you thought of it at all? Uh, I've, I've thought about it from time to time. You know, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've talked to people about it you know, recently. Um, I haven't really thought about it in depth enough to do it or anything like that, but I'm definitely looking into it for sure. When all this pandemic stuff is all over with, do you have a travel team that you plan on playing with? Yeah, I play for Vegas Elite, uh, uh-huh. RBL team out of Vegas. So that's, that's what I'm playing for. And during this pandemic, how, how are you keeping yourself in the best physical shape? Um, I've been in the gym every day since it started. You know, I, I've been fortunate mm-hmm. enough to have gyms open with my trainers and things like that. 
and I've been getting after it the whole time. So training during this time, can you only go with a certain amount of people or only go at a certain time? Uh, it depends. You know, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I mean, it just depends on which day it is. Yeah. Is it stressful trying to maybe train during this time or trying to get a spot for you to work out? For me, no. Um, I've, like I said, fortunate enough to have the gyms and the trainers to be able to mm-hmm. stay in shape and work out. Um, in terms of, you know, the, the virus, things like that, you know, we're taking precautions, so I'm not really necessarily worried about that. And besides, besides maybe the physical aspect of things, how have you been keeping yourself busy? For me, I've just been with family, you know, just hanging out with family, uh-huh. uh, just finished school, been in the gym. Just taking time and being with my family is really all about it. <laughs> A couple of video games here and there, but that's really it. Yeah, what, what video games are you playing? Uh, I strictly play 2K and GTA. I'm not open to playing anything else. That's all I play because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start getting the buttons confused and all that. I, don't, I, don't, I can't do it. Are, are you in Purple Gang or uh, Green Gang? <laughs> oh, uh, on GTA? Yeah. I got to go purple. That's my, that's my favorite color right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there's no competition right now, but how are you keeping a competitive edge without the competition? Uh, in California, there's numerous open runs to go to. Yeah. So, you know, I've just been uh, going to open runs, things like that. Uh, that's really it, though. Competitive-wise, I'm a big-time competitor, but mm-hmm. I'm okay. Uh, we'll have our time to get back after. And if you could play with or against anyone one-on-one, who would it be? It'd be LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of funny answers on that question. Um, I got Obama a couple days ago, which is, <laughs> which is pretty funny. But let's say it wasn't a basketball player. Would there would there be a celebrity maybe that you would want to play with? Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a go. Uh, I'm trying to give you a good one because there's a lot of guys I'm thinking about. Yeah. Right now. I'm gonna just go Tom Brady. Oh, uh, do you do you like the Patriots? Is that your favorite team or the Buccaneers now that he's on the Bucks? No, he just seems like a cool guy, so I, I would definitely want to meet him since he's a go to football. Yeah, that's that's funny. And for my last question, where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? I see myself as a professional basketball player in the NBA. Uh, that's that's it. I see. Uh, hopefully, you know, five to ten years. Hopefully I'll, by that time I'll I'll be an all star things like that. But that's that's it. That's my dream. That's my goal is to be an NBA player. So that's where I see myself. Well, well, Ramel, thank you again for coming on the show, and I wish you the best luck throughout your basketball career. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Big thanks to Ramel again for coming on the show. Hoop Scene for sponsoring this episode, and of course, Sports Sharing Fam for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe and download the Sports Sharing Podcast, and I'll see you all on Friday.